Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. I am Adam Rank, filling in for Tony Marinaro this week. Obviously, though, it's not, it's, it's bittersweet because Tony's not here, but I got the best in the business. I've got Ian Rappaport joining me right now to talk about the NFL. And so I think that's a pretty good, listen, I think it's pretty good. You get Ian. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good trade-off, right? I would say it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. you'd like, you'd like all the starters to be here rather than the backups, right. but right. I think you can get but as long as you're here, then I don't think it yes, matters. It doesn't agree. matter who the special teams guy is, as long as the star quarterback's here and Ian is here. And let's talk about a quarterback because Justin Fields, his debut against the Cleveland Browns didn't go very well. Him and Andy Dalton both appear to practice on Wednesday. Who is in line to start in week four against the Lions? Well, I think what they would like to do is have Andy Dalton come in to be the starter. I mean, if, and, and you know, he's, he's dealing with an injury. It's a one to three week injury. He's got a, He's got a bone bruise. It's not, I would not say it's a, it's a significant one. So the fact that he's at practice means he's got a shot. And, you know, the Bears haven't announced who their quarterback is going to be. I would think you'll probably get an announcement on Friday. Um, and obviously the hope is with Dalton practicing, limited but still practicing, the hope is that he's the one, in, you know, in as the starting quarterback. Um, obviously we'll see tomorrow because, you know, I think with Fields, it, it seemed like it was just a lot for him. Um, mm-hmm. And there's no crime for that. I mean, we've watched some of the other rookie quarterbacks, and they've all really struggled. I think the real problem is we got spoiled by, um, you know, Justin Herbert Justin. And, and Joe Burrow last year, us thinking that all that was normal. It's not normal. Who's going to be calling the plays for the Bears? Well, usually history shows when you have a head coach who says, you know, I'm not going to discuss play calling. I'm not going to, dis- you know, describe who the play caller is. Generally, that means there's going to be a change. And I know – you know, Bill Lazor ended up calling plays last year. Um, uh, you know, I think Matt Nagy has been always a play caller. Um, and, you know, the fact that the fact that he's kind of open to giving it up again, 
usually means that it's probably going to happen. So, you know, we'll see. And we'll see if that's something that really makes a difference. I mean, the fact that they didn't get Justin Fields on the edge last week, didn't get him outside the tackles, didn't run him, you know, it was all, frankly, a little concerning for the Bears. And it was a tough result. And it was, a, it was concerning for the Bears fans as well. Now, of course, Matt Nagy was a member of the coaching staff of Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid had a little bit of scare at the end of last week's game. How is yeah. Andy Reid doing currently? Uh, I think he's okay. I think Andy Reid is okay. And, you know, he was back at practice, uh, back in the building Tuesday, back at practice Wednesday. And, you know, seemed to be okay. I talked to a source close to him and said he was just dehydrated, needed some rest. You hope he got that. Uh, but obviously, you know, leaving the stadium in an in a ambulance is not what anybody wanted. It was very scary. And obviously extremely thankful that it ended up being okay for him. Yeah, it is. It was a really scary situation. The Chiefs, of course, lost to the, the Los Angeles Chargers. And it kind of showed that there's a deficiency in on their defense. And the Chiefs, in all their three games this season, they've averaged a combined 60 points. Is this defense for Kansas City going to be a huge concern for them? I, I don't think so, mainly because they have a pretty good quarterback on the other end who's going to keep them in every game. So, like, if they have to outscore teams, they can outscore teams. Uh, to me, like, I, I've been, I would say this, I've been a little surprised at the kind of reaction to the Chiefs' performance this week. I thought it would be more like the Chargers have arrived, which to right. me is kind of what it is. You know, it's kind of like Justin Herbert's really good. Brandon Staley's a, a really good coach and you know, has the players buying in. And, they still got all the talent there, you know, that they've had, but just the charges are good. It hasn't been that. It's been more what's wrong with the Chiefs. Should Mahomes, you know, not throw no-look passes, like all that stuff. <laughs> to me, it's more like they got beat by a really good team, that, you know, a team we're going to be hearing a lot about throughout the rest of the season. But I think a lot of us are, have also been down this road with the Chargers, where we're like, yeah, we've been here before. We've been let down by them before. Maybe that could be something that has to do with it? Maybe, but it hasn't quite been like this. I mean – the, the Chargers' letdowns a lot of times have been like starting slow, getting injured, clawing your way back, and having it not be good enough. Like, mm. I don't think this is that. I mean, plus, like, unless I'm crazy, they look like a team. They look like a team that that will be really good. Absolutely, I agree with you. And we'll find out Monday night when they play host to the LA. I was going to say the LA Raiders, but the Las Vegas close. Raiders. Some would, some some would say they're still the number one team in in Los Angeles, but it's crazy to me. Uh, Andy Reid, going back to Philadelphia, normally any other circumstance would be the biggest story of the week. But, of course, we've got Tom Brady going up against his former team. Yeah, I read about what that. Do we exp- yeah, you know what? People have mentioned it. Why can't Tom Brady and Bill Belichick just be normal human beings and be like, yeah, we had a history together. This is going to be awesome instead of trying to, to, to low-key blow it off like it's no big deal. Well, I think a couple of things. One, you know, for Belichick, like, he's never going to do that. You know, every game is always – it's always sort of the next game. It's always on to the next, all of those things. Um, you know, so to me, this is more like in character. And I know the the sort of macro uh, is interesting to us. It's not interesting to him. I think he would like to win a football game, and they lost last week, and the Bucks lost last week. Mm-hmm. The other thing is nothing they could say at all would match kind of the hype, the discussion, all of that. Nothing. So to me, like, it's, I mean, they've all done media and they're all fine. And Brady talked today and he's fine, but there's really not much they can say. You know, I mean, I, I, I think we're all handling the hype. They need to handle just go out and play football game. 
That makes sense. And one of the problems with the Buccaneers, too, also in their defense, specifically in the secondary, they signed Richard Sherman. When can we expect to see him on the field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You know, I think best case scenario he plays this week, we'll see. Um, I wouldn't say that's likely, but you never know. Um, we've seen players come in same week. Pick, I mean, he's he's smart, you know. Um, now, they're not a big man-to-man team, so maybe if they were, it would kind of accelerate when he could be in there because then you would just say, you got that guy, and he would go cover him. He's more of a zone corner where you have to understand what everyone's doing around you, so maybe that's why it'll take time. So, you know, I would say if not this week, then next week. And, you know, the Bucks do have some deficiencies, but none more, you know, pressing or important than corner. They got some injuries there. I think this was a really good signing for Tampa Bay. Really good. Antonio Brown was somebody that they brought in last year, and we saw what it did for them down the stretch. Obviously missed last week. Is he going to be playing this week? Uh, he is going to be playing. He cleared COVID protocol. It's 10 days. So, you know, he missed the maximum. And I think some of us were wondering, you know, is he going to play last week? Like, no, he didn't. He didn't come close. He, he waited the maximum out 10 days. Now back at practice, practice day, practice tomorrow should be good to go. Um, and, you know, they lost Scotty Miller to IR potentially for the whole season. So, um, you know, having a, a receiver like him uh, is, I know, going to be hugely helpful this week. Certainly. Uh, do you? I know you probably don't make predictions, but what can we expect from this game? Because I, for whatever reason, I think that this is an opportunity for Mac Jones to come out and kind of assert himself with a secondary that has been struggling. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, the thing I'm going to be sort of looking forward to is what's the game plan for defense? Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady as well as anyone. They've known each other intimately for the last 20 years. You know Bill in his mind has like a, all right, here's what I would do to stop Tom Brady. This is the first time we actually get to see it. So I know everyone thinks the Bucks are going to come out and win in a walk, and maybe. like, Absolutely, maybe the Bucks win by a lot. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. Um and I think Belichick's going to do a, do a good job of limiting Brady. You know, we'll see who ends up winning, but I really do think it's going to be a really good game. And selfishly for my fantasy team, how is Giovanni Bernard doing? Is he Can he play this week? Is he going to be on track to play? Uh, I would not say that. I mean, there's always a chance, but, you know, even a slight MCL sprain, usually you miss a week. So um, I would say you probably should keep him on your bench this week. All right. Fair enough. Well, you know what? I appreciate you giving me the tough news that even though I don't want to hear it, I know that you are because you're a friend and you will go out there and deliver that news. But Ian, I want to thank you so much for joining the sick podcast today. We'll tell everybody that you better be watching NFL game day morning on the NFL network starting at 9 a.m. The very best pregame show in the history of mankind and you should be watching it. Accurate. Very you accurate. know the hour that i got to dip out to go do my little digital show i still record it and i go back and watch it because it's just that damn good so ian thank you so much for being with us here today thank you i hope you watch my hits on uh, super slow-mo that's how you appreciate them the most of course um and i'll talk to you next week if you're All still right. we'll see we'll see i'll go check it out on i'll go check you out on nfl now also on the nfl network all week you can see ian rapaport And there it is. All right. Thank you so much, Ian. There he goes. Uh, Again, one of the best in the business. And we talked a little bit about the fantasy implications of that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Now, obviously, Tom Brady has been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks since about the middle of last season, throwing two touchdown passes and now 11 consecutive games, including the playoffs. He has been on fire. And I get what I, I get. I understand what Ian Rappaport is saying. Like, if there is one coach who has thought about 
for years what he would do to slow down Tom Brady. It is going to be Bill Belichick. So to me, I'm still excited about playing Tom Brady. I think that if you have an option like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers or somebody very good, even Matthew Stafford, who this week is going up against the Arizona Cardinals, then perhaps you would slide him into the lineup. But I still think that there is going to be an opportunity for Tom Brady to go out there, put some points on the board. Not having Giovanni Bernard out there does hurt my heart. That's a little bit because he has been somebody that I've been looking forward to, to seeing. Also, in that game, I'll just keep it real simple here. There are two guys for the New England Patriots who I really like. Now, Jacoby Myers, to me, is a player that I really liked during the preseason and thought he had an opportunity to break out this year going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that is very desperate for defensive secondary help to the point that they went out and signed Richard Sherman. I think Jacoby Myers is on the cusp of breaking out. And really, all he needs is that touchdown. Once Jacoby Myers scores a touchdown, everybody will take notice. But what you should be noticing is that he was targeted 14 times last week. That is going to be huge. Another player that I want you to go and pick up right now is J.J. Taylor, one of the backup running backs for the New England Patriots. James White is dealing with an injury. Last week, they went to Brandon Bolden, and that's fine. In the middle of a game, you go with a veteran who knows the offense, knows exactly what he's doing. But now that they've had a week to prepare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team when you figure they're going to throw the ball a little bit, J.J. Taylor, to me, reminds me a lot of a guy named Rex Burkhead, who played for the New England Patriots a number of years ago. Now, Rex Burkhead still in the league, of course, but both these players are very similar in what they're able to do. And Rex Burkhead was actually one of these running backs that Bill Belichick really loved because he could run between the tackles. You notice he would get a lot of goal line carries, and he also caught the ball extremely well. That is what J.J. Taylor does. I'm not saying that you go out and start him this week, but please pick him up and have him on your bench, and if you are deficient at the running back position, you can probably go ahead and give him a start. Now, another quarterback that I like this week, too, who just never seems to get the recognition. I have two guys, actually. Derek Carr will be one of them. Derek Carr has been fantastic. He's thrown for 1,200 yards this season, the most in the opening three games of a year for a team that has started 3-0 since Kurt Warner back in the early 2000s. And, of course, Kurt Warner was playing at an MVP level. Derek Carr is working himself into an MVP level. And if you are looking for a quarterback, and I know I've looked at this start-sit stuff for this week, and, of course, you can go to NFL.com slash start-sit to go check out my full write-up on all of this. Derek Carr is a player that needs to be rostered and should be an alternative for you. For instance, if you have Ryan Tannehill, who is not a bad player, Ryan Tannehill is a good NFL quarterback, but he is not putting up the fantasy statistics that you would like to see out of him. And now, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, both of them battling injuries. So it's going to be difficult to really trust him, especially this week, In a game when Ryan Tannehill is going up against the Houston Texans, I'm anticipating a game script of a lot of running. Although they're not, wait, they're not playing the Texans, are they? Are they? I got it confused. No, Buffalo's playing the Texans. Houston, Tennessee, I'm getting them all baffled. This is what happens when you retire Bum Phillips and put him in the Tennessee Titans ring of honor. I can't keep these teams straight, but with the matchup this week for the Tennessee Titans, I do know that it's probably going to be very run heavy. And it's probably going to be Ryan Tannehill going out there 
throwing for 197 yards, throwing a pair of touchdowns. So to me, I would rather go with somebody who's going to be in a dynamic shootout, somebody like Derek Carr, somebody like Kirk Cousins, who could be in a game that is going to be high scoring. We'll see. Vegas expects that to be a very high scoring game. We'll have Cash with us here in a moment. Maybe we can ask him about that game. Uh, but one, one other thing, uh, a couple other notes I did want to get off my chest here, just so you guys know. Uh, number one, Jonathan Taylor has been extremely disappointing this season. I know a lot of you want to pull the ripcord and eject out of your seat for that. I would stick with Jonathan Taylor. He still leads the NFL in touches inside the five-yard line. He's going to be just fine. Allen Robinson has scored at least 12 fantasy points in five of his last six games against the Detroit Lions. With Bill Lazor calling the plays, I think that's actually to the benefit of the Chicago Bears. I think it's been Matt Nagy's stubbornness that has held the Bears back at times. And you know what? Sometimes you're better off just letting your offensive coordinator call the plays. I think Matt Nagy's a great motivator. I don't think that he's ever lost the room or anything like that. If he just lets Bill Lazor go out there and call the plays and they respond with a great performance, then I think that we can calm down on the calls for Matt Nagy's removal. Also, Chuba Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, excuse me, obviously one of the top waiver wire ads for this week. I say that you play him. I have him right around the running back 21, which means he would be an RB2 for you this week. Obviously, if you're replacing Christian McCaffrey with Hubbard, if you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire, or if you had the handcuff based on what happened last season, which was a very smart thing to do, starting this week against the Dallas Cowboys. And that is your fantasy report. And now, is Cash with us? It's we- time for Sick This. Brought to you by MyBookie. What is up, Cash? First of all, I feel remiss. I, I, I probably talked over my own animation. I just realized that. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't, I didn't talk over your animation. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, 2-1 weekend last week. Uh, feeling pretty good. I'm going to give up uh, some winners again this show. I think we're 5-1 my last six, so uh, so it's, it's good. And anytime you can take a profit from uh, these sports, that's, that's where you want to be, right? 100%. Well, I do it for entertainment purposes. I do it because, yeah. honestly, this is a lot of good information for fantasy players, too, because anytime that you talk about games where the expected point total is very high, that's a game that you want to take note of. So what are some of the games that you're looking at for this week? Um, right away, right off the top, I'm looking at the Cowboys game, guys. And I, I'm, I'm liking the Cowboys, and I hate to say it because the Cowboys are a public team and the public loves the Cowboys. You're going to see 70% of the tickets betting on the Cowboys. You're going to see overs because their offense is so potent and their defense is a little bit lackluster. They've been better this year, but still... The Cowboys make for a public team and they make for an over team. But here's the thing, guys. This Cowboys team has had a stout offense. They've been elite, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're only four and a half point favorites. I think that line's too short. They're missing Seattle. The Panthers are missing uh, CMC. I think that's a big deal, guys. I think that this might be a blowout spot. The sharp play might be Carolina plus four and a half, but I got to trust myself in my power rankings. I think the Cowboys should be a touchdown favorite. This, this game could get ugly, guys. Yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, ignore the fact that they had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the ropes and should have been 3-0. Yeah. and And I yeah. know that I came out and said, like, this is a team that's the best team in the NFC East. I think that they should be considered one of the contenders for the NFC, just in general. 
I think so too. I'm I'm with you there. And it's going to be a while before the markets catch up. But this Dallas team, watch out for these guys. When the markets do catch up, they're going to be tough to bet because they'll be double digit favorites every week. Mm-hmm. I don't think the market's caught up and you guys can take advantage of this team in fantasy too. Like their offense is so potent. Zeke's running the ball. The Pollard's running the ball well. CeeDee Lamb looks like an elite receiver. It looks like he's been in the league for years, even though it's only his second year. Dak Prescott looks like this guy hasn't missed a beat. This team is scary, and I, honestly, I'm surprised that I'm, I'm even speaking these words right now. If you'd have told me I'd be in this spot three weeks ago, I would have laughed at you. Same. Yeah, it's been uh, quite impressive what they've been able to do so far yeah. this early in the season. What are some of the other games that you're looking at? Um, here, here's a bit of a trap game, and I'm not really going to give out a play on this game, but uh, we're looking over at Baltimore and the Denver Broncos, and we're looking at two really misleading scores. Like, you got the Broncos 3-0, and right? But they, play, they played maybe the three of the five worst teams we're looking at. They played the Giants, the Jets, right. and the Jaguars, right? Like, they haven't played anybody yet, guys. They, and it, they're 0-0 in my book. Sure, they've won. I haven't adjusted them up or down. I just don't see a need to. And then the Ravens. Like, the Ravens almost lost to the Lions if it wasn't for that historical field goal, which was right. awesome for any fan. Whether you had the Ravens in your pocket or whether you didn't, whatever the case was, that was an awesome play. The Ravens, what happens with them? They lose to the Raiders and they beat the Chiefs and almost lose to the Lions. Like, what can you make out of that? My opinion, guys, stay off of that game. Don't pick a side because you don't know what to expect from either of these teams. The Ravens could come out and win by 30 or they could lose by 30. I would stay away from that game. That's a trap game. One game, though, that I'm definitely going to be on, Green Bay minus six and a half. I think the Steelers are just, like I said a few weeks ago, guys, the Steelers team is regressing and Ben Roethlisberger looks awful. I don't think he's ever looked this bad. Aaron Rodgers looked good against San Francisco, our Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I was upset about that one, but what can you do? Give me the Packers minus six and a half. I think these guys are, are really starting to find their groove, and I think the Steelers might actually have their first losing season under Mike Tomlin this year. It feels that way, is it? But when you talk about trap games, is there any sense that, you know, here comes Green Bay beating a rival like San Francisco on a, in a primetime game? Everybody is riding off the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot of pride on that team. Do you think that there's a chance the Steelers could just rise up and, and maybe make a statement before they, they have that historic losing season? Uh, here's the thing. like The stats and stuff and the analytics, Like, and if, you, if you look at PFF, the Steelers, even their defense, which is supposed to be elite, just hasn't been there this year. And there's nothing except for uh, like a little bag of hope that Mike Tomlin won't have a losing season. That makes me stay away from this play. And if that's the only thing that's stopping me, I can't go through uh, with the Steelers. Maybe they cover the number at six and a half. It's definitely possible. The markets usually aren't off that bad. But uh, as far as a win, I don't see a realm of possibility where the Steelers outscore the Packers and stop them. I just don't see it. Well, if you're if you're a Bears fan, you can see it. But that's just because I'm a hater. And this is why this is why I don't bet because I'm too emotional. I'm too emotionally invested in other teams losing as much as I am with my own team winning. Uh, I don't want to cut you off. I want to make sure you get everything out there. Is there anything else, any other games, or otherwise I'm going to put you on the spot with one? Last game uh, that I really, really feel strongly about, and Ian already mentioned, guys, the Chargers coming out show. This team is legit. This might be a top 10 team. This could be a top eight offense. Their defense is getting it together. Give me the Chargers minus three against the phony Raiders. These Raiders are as phony as a $3 bill, guys. These guys are not legit. The Chargers are. They might have one of the best QBs in the league. Give me the Chargers minus three. The line was three and a half. It's at three now. Bet this when you see the video go up. You want to take the Chargers minus three. I think it could be a route. The Chargers are elite guys looking like a really solid team, a buy-on team for me 100%. 
I didn't know that Canada didn't have a $3 bill. That's news. I'm, I'm learning something every day. This is cool. I, uh, I appreciate that. I will say this, and I'm going to be like the fly in the ointment again. It's like I can see SoFi Stadium right here. I can look out. I'm literally looking at it. This yeah. is going to be a Raiders home game. But I think that if, if the Chargers win this one, I think that we're going to see a swell. And I think a lot of people who've been apprehensive in Southern California – to embrace the Chargers, I think they're going to if the if the Chargers are able to pull this one off. I'm not re- I'm not recommending anything one way or the other. I'm just telling you, don't be surprised when you turn turn on the TV Monday night and you'll be like, "Are they playing in Las Vegas?" No, no, no. It's in Los Angeles. It's in Inglewood, yeah. I should say. I'll be on the sideline, uh, but we'll see. I'm excited. By the way, uh, real quick, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know we're going over yeah. time, um, oh, and I'm, I'm only I'm only doing this for my fantasy purposes. Yeah, I feel like the Browns. And the Vikings could be a very high-scoring game. What 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 do you? I know you're. I don't. I don't want to make you give out anything for free, but it feels high-scoring to me. I, I honestly, I'm going to disagree with you. I hate to do it because when we agree, no, please. We have a, when we have a strong. That's opinion, good. No, this is good. This is good. No, I, I like. We're this. undefeated, right? Yeah. I think it's an under game, right? You have two heavy running teams. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I'm not even. I don't think this guy's coming back this week. But whether he is or not, that's a heavy run team, and the Browns are a heavy run. They're a primarily run run team, also, right? So I feel like there's going to be a lot of clock getting chewed. My initial lean is to the under. I don't have a play on that game. If I had a free play, I would lean to the under and potentially the Vikings too. I think this Vikings team is legit. They had an off yeah. game against the Bengals. They probably should have won that game in overtime when Cook fumbles the ball. They missed a field goal, a 30-yard field goal against the Cardinals. This Vikings team is legit, guys. They should be 3-0 and right now. A little bit of luck turned the other yeah. way. 3-0 and looking into the rearview mirror, you know. I unfortunately have to agree with that, I guess. I know, because I listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on you. I've been playing Kirk Cousins in my fantasy yeah. leagues. I think I'm gonna go try to stream a quarterback now. I don't know who it's going to be, but yeah. now I gotta go now I gotta go to work. Thanks. I appreciate it. No, but thank you so much uh, for joining us here today. And by the way, thanks for everybody who has endured me over the last couple of weeks. Don't worry, Tony should be back next week. Uh, he is, you know what, Ian, one of the best in the business, cash. One of the best in the business, and of course, Tony Marinaro, easily one of the very best in the business. I'm just the, the, the guy who holds a clipboard here. I want to thank the uh, Sick Podcast for letting me do that. So until, ne- until next week, when I'll just be here boring you with some fantasy advice, we'll see you then. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond Organic Sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.